When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, hmm, what's the word? Delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. And you're on right now with Jim Dawes. Broadcasting to the Jack Hole Nation on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. And bringing you the news behind the news. The story behind the story. Here to convince you the reality is usually scoffed at. And illusion is usually king. We're live on iHeartRadio. And on demand on your favorite podcast directories. You can follow me on Twitter at right now, Jim Dawes. Shoot me an email at rightnowjimdaws at gmail.com or you can call the vent line and get something off your chest at 772-245-0750. That number is 772-245-0750. Oh, so I'm still coming to you from the road. And uh, it has been an adventure in technology. I, uh, I spent most of the day yesterday uh, trying to overcome technical hurdles, running to get special uh, special cables and such. I had set up before I left the house uh, to broadcast on my laptop. And when I got up here, my laptop sort of crapped out on me. And so I had to go to a, uh, an old backup uh, that's, you know, about three or four generations old technology and uh, struggled with that. Finally got all of it worked through and then uh, got producer Ron to uh, help me get the uh, the show up. And lo and behold, storms in the Dallas-Fort Worth area knocked the broadcast off. And so uh, you, you may not have uh, been able to listen to it if you were uh, tuning into the live show, but uh, it was available afterwards as a podcast and then on the rebroadcast at 1 a.m., but uh, if you didn't hear yesterday's show, I, I noted that Joe Biden's candidate, uh, campaign had called the lid and decided that they were going to keep him locked down in his basement for the remainder of uh, the election. We're seven days out now. It was pretty unprecedented. And uh, apparently, uh, you know, uh, Trump voters were making fun of him so much and his Democrat voters were uh, were raising so much hell that he reverse that and he's put together some of these uh you know low low energy low uh attendance uh events over the line in pennsylvania he, he went to chester pa yesterday had an event that had about a, a very uh liberal counting would have been 20 people I, i'm not sure there were even 20 people there and then afterwards, on his way out, uh, he was surrounded by some some uh, news media that tried to ask him questions, at which point uh, they formed a phalanx to keep him away from the microphones and uh, and from saying anything more stupid. 
and uh, man, he, he had quite a weekend. He called uh, he called Trump George Bush. He um, he had that sixty minute interview where they had to come back after him and clean up on a bunch of statements. And uh, he had this event where uh, you know he had a car rally uh, somewhere in Pennsylvania where more Trump supporters showed up than Biden supporters prompting old Joe to say this. I'll work as hard for those who don't support me as those who do, including those chumps with the microphone out there. <laughs> Look. <laughs> uh, vote for me, you chumps. <laughs> Interesting campaign strategies that the Biden uh, campaign are employing. At one point, uh, Joe couldn't take it anymore. His, uh, his regular routine of low-energy um, babble wasn't working out, so he decided to try uh, angry and uh, aggrieved. Well, I'm sick and tired of smart guys. <laughs> I guess you are sick and tired of smart guys. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. But, you know, at least those sentences... Uh, made sense earlier in the day he was sitting down uh, for a virtual event with uh with his um his attend uh, attendee jill biden by his side and what kind of, of country we're going to be four more years of george uh george uh, he uh is going to find ourselves in a position where <laughs> oh my god he's running against george w bush I wish I had the clip of him saying he was running for the U.S. Senate. You know, this is a, is this, is this a real campaign? I mean, does Joe Biden and the Democrats actually want to win this election? I'm, I'm starting to doubt it. They're not really putting up a a campaign. They're relying almost entirely on the news media to conduct their campaign. Their campaign is a virtual campaign being waged by the Democrat media complex on Joe's behalf, but they're spending all their time now trying to cover up for his uh, his manifest lies and corruption. I mean, they're uh, they're saying it doesn't exist. They're saying to what extent it does exist. It's Russian disinformation, and he can't can't trust Giuliani anyway. And then they just try to paper it over. But, you know, by by ignoring this obvious scandal and trying to suppress it on social media, they've had just the opposite effect. After that last debate, um, Frank Lutz did a, a focus group. He likes to do focus groups and see what people made of it. And... Uh, Luntz asked this uh, this virtual focus group, there were about 20 people on a Zoom call, if they thought there was, you know, any importance to these Hunter Biden emails uh, revelations. Who says that it is the deciding issue for you? The deciding issue. Is it deciding issue for you? The deciding issue? Yeah, I'd like to know. I mean, we talk about all these things about lying and cheating and stuff. Here's something that popped up. Is it truth or is it not truth? I want to know. The fact that he doesn't want to answer it scares me, and that's why it's one, it's my, one of my biggest deciding issues, that and fracking. Um, it's a simple question, and he's been avoiding it, and I don't know why. And now it's, 
the, it's always been a different answer. Well, it's, it's, it does, it's, that doesn't exist. And then he mentioned his other son, and obviously it was in the last debate he was talking about, obviously, Hunter. Uh, like, the answer always changes. I want an answer on it. And, and also what scares me is that the media refuses to talk about it. You get shut down on Facebook and Twitter if you even uh, you know, uh, see the link or something. That's scary to me, and I think it deserves an answer. Yeah, and the bigger question is why isn't the media doing this? We have 12 days to make a decision, and, and this is a very important topic, and nobody seems interested in it. I find it scary. If it were Trump, they would be all over it. The media would be all over this. That is what is concerning as well. And I would say the other thing that is concerning, even though this is not a big issue for me, is that for a man who's saying he wants to bring back the soul of America and is relying on his character for votes, this is something that would make the normal, reasonable person question his character. And we don't want to be drugged through three and a half more years of the same stuff. (laughs) <laughs> and this this man is being accused of using his drug addicted son to be a bag man with shady characters all over the world. I mean, you would think you'd want to address that. I totally uh, agree with Paulette. That is definitely a thing for me. Like, it's a yes or no, and to me, it could be pretty cut and dry. Because you know, as a parent, I understand you can raise your children a certain way. That does not mean they're going to carry themselves a certain way. Here's my friend, this shady character from, I don't know, Uzbekistan or something out in the middle of the desert, you know, with bags of money. I mean, my gosh, you know, <laughs> who put their kid in a situation like that? I mean, that's exactly that what Joe Biden did. Press needs to do its job. You know, so if they thought that they were going to suppress this story, it's having exactly the opposite effect. These were undecided voters that Frank Luntz had assembled, and I think he was kind of blown away that most of them were up to speed on this and understood that, you know, if this is Russian disinformation, why hasn't anybody actually put the question to Joe or Hunter Biden? Were these your emails? Is that your laptop? Are all of these emails that have been coming out from the New York Post and now some other media outlets, are they accurate? The media says, oh, we're not going to cover this because it's not verified. <laughs> It's not verified. Suddenly they want things to be verified. After four years of the Trump administration publishing anonymous sources, uh, getting Pulitzer Prizes based on a dossier that was a total um, uh, opposition research document that probably contains Russian disinformation. They put uh, They put all of their news resources to covering that. And now that the shoe is on the other foot with actual damning evidence of corruption, they're twisting themselves in knots trying to justify ignoring it. I went to the New York Times and the Washington Post. I've been checking on stories of this. They don't cover the actual meat of the story, but down in the opinion section, they'll talk about why they can't cover the story. And you ought to you ought to go there and read the mental gymnastics that they are uh, going through to keep from covering this. I'll tell you the truth. I'm just watching Biden lately. Now he's always been lower energy and incoherent, but one or two things are going on. Either this thing is uh, starting to weigh on him because he knows that his past, after 47 years in politics, has finally caught up to him, or 
He's just decided that he doesn't want to win this election. And I wouldn't blame him. If he takes this office, now, you know, if the Democrats take control of the House, they'll, uh, they'll continue to try to paper over it. But this scandal's not going to win away because they have all of these emails and they're going to start the, the uh, conservative media. They're going to start tracking these stories down. And I would bet that this is just the tip of the iceberg with regard to the uh, Biden fam, crime family corruption. We're going to run out to a break. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Attention, timeshare owners. This is an urgent consumer alert from the Timeshare Exit Hotline, a national company specializing in helping consumers legally get out of their expensive timeshare contract. Our experienced partners are offering you a way to legally get rid of your timeshare. You'll never pay another timeshare maintenance bill again, and all your obligations will be terminated. You can begin saving today. Even if you've tried another company to get rid of your timeshare, call and see if we can help you. At the Timeshare Exit Hotline, we only accept payment after an agreement has been made to get you out of your timeshare. Make this complimentary free call and learn how our honest partners can help anyone, anywhere legally get out of their timeshare nightmare. 800-741-9557. 800-741-9557. That's 800-741-9557. So the big story is, um, you know, they're trying to make COVID the defining issue. And if they want to do that, that's fine, because Joe Biden, uh, he says he has a plan. But when you look at his plan, it's all things that Trump has already done. And he is signaling that he is quite willing to shut down this economy. And that is the very last thing we need. I think we've learned enough by now to know that the lockdowns cause more damage than, uh, than they prevent. The cure, in this case, is worse than the disease. And uh, and uh, they, they're saying, you know, Pence, several of his staffers have come down with it, and so they're demanding that Pence take himself off the campaign trail. They would love that because uh, Pence is a very effective campaigner. But Pence is, uh, is tested at least daily. He hasn't tested positive if you don't have a positive test, you certainly can't be contagious. You don't even have enough of the virus for this hyper-sensitive test to detect. And so there's no reason for them, but they, you know, they're trying to COVID shame them. And, um, and you know, that's the explanation of why uh, Biden can't draw a crowd because they're being responsible and they don't want to, they don't want to risk it. Now they're perfectly willing to support the Black Lives Matter um, riots and the Antifa riots. As a matter of fact, there were, were riots again last night in Philadelphia, which <laughs> that is uh, the battleground state. And uh, those voters in the Philadelphia suburbs are going to be reminded of, uh, of what happened this summer in cities across this country with Black Lives Matter and Antifa burning. This was in response this uh, Philadelphia riot to uh, a black guy that was chasing two police officers with a knife. Police officers were retreating. They were running away and uh, demanding that he drop the knife. But when he got within, you know, striking distance, they went ahead and shot him, put him in the police car, took him to the hospital. He died later at the hospital, but that didn't stop 
uh, Black Lives Matter from um, from flooding the streets in Philadelphia and attacking police officers, throwing bricks at them, setting cars on fire. And of course, the key feature of a Black Lives Matter riot is uh, looting. There is plenty of that. So you got to ask yourself, if we're to the place now where uh, a cop defending themselves from somebody that's trying to stab them, if that's the stuff of a riot, well, that just illustrates uh, what a shortage of actual police misconduct there is. If cops were out randomly, you know, uh, uh, gunning down poor blacks, don't you think that they would have more examples of it? The last four or five riots we've seen, including Kenosha, were examples of police officers uh, using deadly force to defend themselves. Are we to the place now where police are not allowed to defend themselves? And they'll argue, well, you know, he, sh- he, should have, he shouldn't have been so aggressive. Let me tell you something. If you're a police officer in one of these big cities with all the urban crime, you got to do a 30, 25, 30 year career. You have got to err on the side of your uh, survival if you expect to make it home to your family at the end of the shift. Over a 30 year period, if you continue to err on the side of the perpetrator who is trying to to uh, kill you or do you serious bodily harm, you will eventually, your number will come up. But there's a real shortage of actual police misconduct out there because again and again, since uh, since Ferguson, you've seen police officers um, have to defend themselves, and yet the Black Lives Matter thinks that that is the stuff that requires a riot. So let's get back to the clips. Biden was um, was on. 60 Minutes, of course, uh, Nora O'Donnell. I cannot find the clip, I apologize, uh, of her asking him about Hunter Biden's emails. He says, oh, it's uh, it's Giuliani and Russian disinformation. And then he's he's got this new tactic where as soon as he calls it a smear and a lie, he uh, he reverts to, uh, you know, he pivots to saying, well, it's he tries to put it on Trump. Trump has nothing he wants to talk about. Questions and controversy continues today about Hunter Biden, your son's uh, there is no controversy about overseer my son. dealing it's just all questions. A lie. It's a flat lie because the president has nothing else to run on. Everything from the Wall Street Journal, every other major news outlet that said what he's saying is simply not true. No, they haven't said that. They said they said it's unverified, and they're not making any effort to to verify it. Of course, the Wall Street Journal has actually done some reporting on it, and. Uh, and shown that uh, uh, there's no reason to believe that this is Russian inform- disinformation. At the uh, interview with Nora O'Donnell, uh, Biden told a, a big old whopper. We have now a trade deficit that's larger with China than when we were there. We have- Actually, that depends on how you calculate it. The overall trade deficit with China was slightly lower in 2019 than it was during the last three years of the Obama administration. Now, the, the trade deficit was finally starting to come down under Donald Trump. Trump's out there on the, the hustings, just hammering Joe Biden on this Hunter email scandal. Besides that, how can he make a deal with China? 
when he's taking a lot of money out of China, right? For himself and his family. His son walked away with a billion and a half dollars. He gets fees on a billion and a half. So how can a guy like that? Seriously. Yeah, and that focus group, one of the uh, undecided voters said, if this was Trump, this, uh, this story would be nonstop. Their hair would be on fire. They drug um, Don Jr. and Eric Trump in front of a, a House Intelligence Committee and grilled them for hours and hours. Nobody's even bothering to pick up the phone and call Hunter Biden and ask him, well, are these really your emails? And I think that's part of the reason why Biden is having to I think I'm sure it's the reason he tried to pull himself off the campaign trail. And then he realized that he wasn't going to be allowed to do that. And so now he's trying to set up these, uh, these bubble events where he won't have to be asked any, uh, difficult questions. Like eventually someone says, uh, do you have any reason to believe that those are not your son's emails taken off of his hard drive? That's a pretty simple question. I mean, if the, if the media didn't actually want to do its job and actually go out and verify some of this, maybe they could, you know, go to YouTube and see, uh, see the press conference that Tony Bobolinsky put together <laughs> and, uh, and do a Google search on who is Tony Bobolinsky. He's, he's not actually a, um, a Russian mole. He is a um, a former Navy veteran who had a top-secret security clearance, who's done business, who is associated with the Bidens. He's on there telling them that, yes, the big guy is Joe Biden. And Hunter Biden was, uh, was saying that uh, the, all of these business ventures are made off of the Biden family name. And Bobolinsky says he actually had a meeting with Joe Biden to discuss all of this. Tucker Carlson's not turning a blind eye to it, and he's going to have Bobolinsky on for the majority of his show tonight. Tucker Carlson regularly pulls um, huge, huge numbers. So after tonight, I think it's going to be pretty hard for Joe Biden to continue to say there's no controversy. Here's what Tom Cotton, senator from Arkansas, had to say. Russian disinformation. That couldn't be more false. Both words are false. They have no evidence whatsoever to suggest that these emails or documents came from Russia. Those emails came from Hunter Biden's laptop that he took to a computer shop in Delaware and he left there. And then second, disinformation or misinformation, that implies there is false information. As far as we know, Joe Biden has not denied any of this. Hunter Biden certainly hasn't denied it. For all you Sherlock Holmes fans out there, those are the dogs that didn't bark. If this was false, if Hunter Biden was not trading on his family's name in his father's office, they would simply say, this is false, this is not authentic, this is fake. But we all know that Hunter Biden, like much of the rest of the Biden family, has been trading on the Biden family name and Joe Biden's public office for decades. For decades. If he takes office, um, the the investigation of the scandal is going to accelerate. It's not going to die down. And you just wonder, at, at what point does Bill Barr finally stir himself to action and, and start uh, calling in some of these witnesses and impanel a grand jury? 
they were all concerned about blackmail material. Remember when they said, well, we, you know, we've got to get Trump out of here because the Russians might have something on him to blackmail him with. That was the rationale they used for spying on his campaign. Well, our number one geostrategic foe is China. And China is throwing off between 20 and $30 million every year on their $1.5 billion investment into Hunter Biden's startup venture capital firm. He went over there to ink that deal on Air Force Two with his father. You think that some shady dealing may have gone on there? I kind of think so. Leslie Stahl on that 60-minute interview when Trump pointed that out. No, no, there's, there's no, that hasn't been verified. (laughs) They're saying Trump walked out. I watched that. Trump didn't, you know, uh, leave mad. He just decided that it wasn't productive for him to sit there and talk to somebody who denied reality. We're going to run out to a break, and when we come back, we're going to take a look at the confirmation of Amy Coney Barrett last night and what that means for the upcoming election right here on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo 5.0 Radio Network. Stick with us. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. Whether you host a nightly dinner party for two or five, Keeping your eating and dining area clean helps keep your mind on the dinner party and not on the cleanup afterwards. Viva paper towels clean like cloth, trapping splatters and sauces that could become countertop stains or stuck on messes. And they're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. For an exceptional cloth-like paper towel, there's Viva. Visit vivatowels.com to soak up the clean feeling of home. And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. Your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an American nationalist perspective. Man, was I proud of Amy Coney Barrett's confirmation last night. Not just that we've got a, a strict constitutionalist on the Supreme Court, but just the, um, the way that she conducted herself, how prepared she was, how she didn't come in there trying to play any games, handled the uh, the hostile Democrat senators sort of like they were naive and um, childish students of hers. And um, her presentation, you know, her, her family story, her history, I'm so proud that she is a, a product of the South. Good Louisiana girl. I married a Louisiana girl myself. You know that the Bayou State is proud today. And uh, and one of the big things I'm proud of is finally we're not putting another Ivy League 
uh, snot on the Supreme Court. We're finally bringing in some perspectives from uh, out in the heartland. Grew up in New Orleans, went to uh, a Christian college in Memphis, and then uh, became a a, uh, a professor at Notre Dame and a uh, an appellate judge in Indiana. And, you know, if you compare her confirmation with that of what we have seen before, uh, she just hands down uh, a better quality and presents herself so well, always says exactly the right thing. The president's um, speech from the Rose Garden last night, uh, you know, I don't know if it's Stephen Miller that's writing these speeches, but um, the way they invoke American history and, and our legacy of freedom and the Constitution, that's just something you don't see from the, the Democrats. You haven't seen for a long time uh, from Republicans, I guess, going all the way back to Ronald Reagan. But they had this uh, this event in the Rose Garden, absolutely drove the media crazy because, you know, they, they don't want him to have outdoor events. They were social distancing and wearing masks this time. But... Uh, she gave her acceptance speech from the balcony uh, of the portico. And, it, you know, uh, if you're a, a proud American, uh, that, that whole event just swelled you with pride uh, to see a woman of such excellence uh, being nominated to the Supreme Court. And the fact that the Democrats confirmed to the Supreme Court, the fact that the Democrats couldn't allow themselves to uh, you know, to show any support for this woman, not one single Democrat voted for her confirmation, despite the fact that she is manifestly qualified. Tells you uh, how far down the the modern Democrat Party has gone. And Susan Collins was the the sole Republican vote against Amy Coney Barrett. And uh, you know, I don't know what the politics are there in Maine. But I don't see how you win an election abandoning your base. You got to know that every Republican in Maine, the ones that she counts on for for uh, the the bulk of her votes, would not be excited about her uh, Collins voting against it. Did I say Pelosi? I'm sorry, but. Um, Collins definitely should have voted for her and then tried to make the case to the uh, to the independents that, you know, this was a, a solid appointment. She had every argument to make. And yet she caved. The Democrats are apoplectic. They they have become so unhinged. And, uh, you know, they're threatening um, to pack the courts and. Joe Biden went on and said he wants to reform the whole court system. Nancy Pelosi, in response to Barrett's confirmation, took that whole line a, a lot further last night on MSNBC. Jurisprudence, are you, as the Speaker of the House, are you open to efforts to do that in the future? Well, I think that Joe Biden has given us a good path. He's going to have something that people can understand why this is important. And I like what something that Brian said about not just the Supreme Court, but the other courts. It was a hundred. Oh, well, in 1879, 
In 1876, there were nine justices on the court. Our population has grown enormously since then. Should we expand the court? Well, let's take a look and see. Right. But not, and that relates to the nine uh, district courts. Maybe we need more district courts as well. And one other thing we need, we need for these justices to disclose their holdings. Why should all the rest of us have to disclose our holdings? And that is appropriate, but not if you're a justice of the Supreme Court. It's funny that uh, Pelosi would bring that up. You know, she's never released her tax returns with all the, the frenzy to get Trump to release his tax returns. The Speaker of the House of Representatives, who's been in Washington for... 35 years now doesn't release her tax returns. We know that her net worth has gone up massively while she's taken $150,000 a year government salary. That's why they're so desperate to quash this Hunter Biden story, because this is the same kind of pay to play schemes that are common throughout Washington. As a matter of fact, you know, um, Mitt Romney was one of the people on the Homeland Security Committee that was uh, trying to keep Ron Johnson from digging into the Burisma Hunter Biden case. He's got a bunch of sons, and uh, all of them are overseas sucking up foreign contracts, one of them right there in the Ukraine with another uh, energy company. John Kerry's son, of course, was one of Hunter Biden's... business partners, business. My business is selling the office of my father. But Nancy Pelosi talking about, uh, you know, we need to dig into the Supreme Court's um, holdings while she is continuing to hide. Just how exactly did you amass this giant fortune while serving in the government? Pretty hypocritical, but she does make a good point about the district uh, courts. The The Ninth Circuit Court out in San Francisco still covers almost all of the western states. Uh, if Trump gets in there, I think he might, uh, he might actually do us a lot of good if he does create uh, other district courts for the western states that more accurately reflect the conservative nature of most most Westerners before Donald Trump reformed the Ninth Circuit, I would have said to move them over to Guam and let them uh, those all those lefty judges that had been stacked on the Ninth Circuit Court uh, represent the interests of Guam and take cases <clears throat> from Guam and the Marianas Islands and those other states. But the Democrats were all over threatening um, that there were going to be consequences for the confirmation of Amy Coney Barrett. Consequences? What? What? What is? What exactly does that mean? Well, we got a little idea uh, back after the confirmation of uh, Kavanaugh and Gorsuch when Chuck Schumer went onto the steps of the Supreme Court and said this. I want to tell you, Gorsuch, I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you have released the whirlwind and you will pay the price. You won't know what hit you if you go forward with these awful decisions. Uh, 
That is the Democrat minority leader of the Senate going to the Supreme Court and not issuing a veiled threat, issuing an overt threat. You won't know what hits you if you go forward with your decisions. Uh, How is that not grounds for, um, I I don't know if they impeach senators, but they, uh, they can sanction them. You can remove a, um, a representative in the house. I don't know if you can remove a senator uh, with a majority vote of the body. But the Democrats are totally unhinged, and of course you know why, because they rely so heavily on the courts to implement their agenda. They can't get it through legislation, and, and even if they could, putting their name on it would almost ensure their, uh, their defeat at the next election. So I'm jumping around all over the place. I'm uh, I'm trying to produce this off of a four-generation-old laptop on a little screen. And I apologize. I can't even see all of my clips in one place. So I'm jumping about a little bit. And I want to talk about Kamala Harris's interview on 60 Minutes. They interviewed the vice presidents as well. Kamala Harris's interview was a, uh, a three-alarm fire, dumpster fire. And um, Nora O'Donnell, uh, you know, pointed out that, you know, you are you're the most far left senator. Um, why should Americans have any confidence that you are going to be the vice president? What I will do, and I promise you this, and this is what Joe wants me to do. This was part of our deal. I will always share with him my lived experience as it relates to any issue that we confront and I promised Joe that I will give him that perspective and always be honest with him. And is that a socialist or progressive perspective? No. <laughs> no, it is the perspective. <laughs> no. No. Of, of a woman who grew up a, a, a black child in America. I was born a was poor black child. A- prosecutor who also has a mother who arrived here at the age of 19 from India who also you know likes well Nora O'Donnell goes on to point out that you know you are the most far left senator in the U.S. Senate and uh, Kamala had a a really um, devastating response to that yeah (laughs) Yeah. yeah 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 she is and putting old Joe Biden as the president, a, a husk of a man, with Kamala Harris, you know, standing right behind him, ready to take the office on behalf of the far left wing of the Democrat Party, ought to give uh, a lot of pause to any independent voter or uh, what remains of the moderate Democrats. And, you know, uh, I, I can't help but notice that uh, Kamala Harris has sort of started taking on some of the characteristics of uh, Joe Biden at the top of the ticket. Um, we're looking at over 220 million Americans who just in the last several months died. Wow. I, is that a direct quote from Joe Biden? 
I think at one time he had said 220 million people had died from the Chinese virus as well. <laughs> these, these two people on the Democrat ticket don't have a real solid grasp on numbers. Between the 220 million that Biden and now Harris claim died of the Chinese virus, Joe Biden said 130 million people had died from gun violence. <laughs> but she's out there uh, beating the drum, trying to whip up uh, more fear. Elect me or more people will die. If we don't take this seriously, 500,000 people in our country will have died by March of next year. In five months, it's got to stop. We need leaders. We need leaders. Elect us or you're going to die. They're really hanging their hat on the the mild spikes. The, the, the number of COVID cases are, uh, you know, just now exceeding the lows that we had back in August. And so they're saying, oh, it's a, it's a huge increase. No, it's a, if you look at the actual graphs, it's a modest spike. Out in California, uh, the Democrat darling Lori Lightfoot, Lori Lightweight, says, you're not safe anywhere, not even if I lock you in your homes. People are getting comfortable in their homes and are having social gatherings. Those are a huge source of the spread. So it's not just what you do outside of your home. It's also what you do inside your home and making sure uh, that you don't invite people in that are not part of your immediate family. Or <laughs> so we're going to lock you down and then we're going to send people around to make sure that you're not having anybody visit you at your house. And, you know, that's not a, a, a harebrained idea out in New York State. They've got videos online of police raiding a, 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 a conservative Jewish home. I don't know if they had a search warrant or not, but uh, they're, they're just coming right in the door demanding, uh, you know, that everybody give them their name. And uh, I guess they're going to take people to jail. Oh, man. Speaking of New York. The, the police out in New York seem to have had enough with these uh, these agitators in the street. And one New York police officer, uh, <laughs> he uh, he told him exactly what he thought. Trump 2020. Keep, put it on YouTube. Put it on Facebook. Trump 2020. <laughs> Trump 2020. Uh. Take a picture. Take a picture. Take a picture, take a video, Trump 2020. They actually did suspend that police officer pending an investigation. You're not, you're not supposed to engage in politics when you're on the job, especially not when you're working for a public safety department. But there's just so much people can take. Hey, we're going to run out to a break. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Dang it, Chris. Hurry up and open that door and get over here and help me. This cooler's getting heavy. Well, um... Yeah, I, I can give you a hand, uh, but I I locked the keys in the bunker. 
Dang it, Chris. We have to do off track in an hour. How are we going to get in there now? Relax. I got a new lock we can install later, but right now we need a battering ram. Hey, I know. Let's use the cat cooler as a battering ram. It certainly is rugged, but I don't think it's made for taking down steel reinforced doors. Man, relax. The thing can take 2,500 pounds of concrete with only minor scratches. We can definitely open the door with it. Rusty, grab the other side. All right. Well, we need a new door, but the cooler's good. Let's get to the studio. Get your cat cooler today at catcoolers.com. That's catcoolers.com. Cat Coolers does not approve of their product for use as a battering ram and cannot recommend you use it in any breaking and entering scenario, but it worked and it was fun. No coolers were harmed in the production of this ad, but the door is a total loss. Also, don't use it for smuggling a cat into New Mexico, as it's against the law. (laughs) So you might be able to tell, listening to today's broadcast, that I'm sort of struggling to... uh, to to keep a, a logical progression here, I'm uh, producing off of a, a an old laptop with a small screen, while I uh, I help my mom out up here at, uh, on Lake Lanier in the foothills of the Appalachian, I guess of the Blue Ridge Mountains of North Georgia. So I guess while we're on the topic of New York, yesterday AOC showed up at her voting precinct there in the Bronx had to wait in line too long for her taste and decided that, um, that, that having to wait in line to vote at an early voting station is a, a nefarious plot. You know, listen, there is no place in the United States of America where two, three, four hour waits to vote is acceptable. And just because it's happening in a blue state doesn't mean that it's not voter suppression. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So voter suppression is now having to wait in line to vote. And even if it's being conducted by uh, uh, Andrew Cuomo and Bill de Blasio, that's still voter suppression. What? (sighs) These charges of voter suppression are some of the Democrat stock and trade. If you want to see somebody's ID to make sure they are who they say they are when they show up at the polls, well, that's voter suppression. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to uh, make sure that their signature on a mail-in ballot matches, well, that's voter suppression. Yeah. And if you want to actually make sure that the, the... postmark on the mail-in ballot is prior to the end of the election well that's the voter suppression too yeah yeah well i'm sick and tired of smart guys (laughs) i'm sick and tired of smart guys says joe i guess he is he'd be sick and tired too Stephen Miller is, uh, I guess he's the longest lasting staffer uh, uh, for the president. And I, I think that it's Stephen Miller that are writing these stirring speeches for the president, invoking patriotic themes. Have you noticed how the American flag has sort of become a symbol for the Trump campaign? If you see a bunch of people out waving American flags, you know they're Trump supporters. You don't see Democrats doing that. And, you know, they can talk about burning the flag and kneeling for the flag. But the flag is a powerful, powerful image for the vast majority of Americans. 
And now you have uh, a candidate in Donald Trump, probably like no other candidate since at least Ronald Reagan, that has made pretty much the the brand for his campaign all glory. And then you've got old Joe Biden ambling around to these small, tiny, low-energy events where if he makes them public, he gets swamped with a bunch of Trump supporters. Stephen Miller had this to say about that. Joe Biden is a shadow of who he used to be. And when we just saw he concluded his remarks, he just seemed like an angry person shouting in an empty parking lot for 30 minutes. It was completely incoherent. (laughs) Well, I'm sick and tired of smart guys. (laughs) Ah... I'm sick and tired of smart guys. Leave my son alone. Don't look at those emails. That's Russian disinformation. Russian disinformation. That's what the media, the media is hoping to run out the clock over the next seven days without really focusing on the, the substance of these emails. And they've got their talking point. Probably from the Biden campaign, they're picking up, uh, you know, with his line. This is just a, a Russian disinformation smear. If you're trying to take someone who right now is choosing Biden, do you get them by smearing Biden's surviving son? Pushing uh, these various smears against Joe Biden and his son Hunter Biden. is an increasingly desperate barrage of smears and lies and disinformation and wild accusations. This president has seized on that potential Russian misinformation provided by Giuliani and has tried to smear Biden with it. Which was to smear him with all this nonsense about Hunter Biden's finances. If smearing Hunter Biden was going to work, you know, Biden would not be ahead by almost 10 points. And he is the architect of the smears against Hunter Biden. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they uh, they picked that up from the campaign. This is a smear. It's a smear. We don't want to talk about it. It's a smear. The intelligence community warned the president that Giuliani was being fed disinformation from the Russians. And we also know that Putin is trying very hard to spread disinformation about Joe Biden. And so when you put the combination of Russia, Giuliani, the president together, um, it's just what it is. It's a smear campaign because he has nothing he wants to talk about. What is he running on? What is he running on? Notice how he always uh, ends his statements with the attack on Trump so that he can pivot away from the actual topic. If you were Nora O'Donnell and you called yourself a journalist and you were appearing on the, one of the premier news magazines, wouldn't you say, well, have you talked to your son Hunter? Have you asked him if that was his laptop? Have you asked him if that is his emails? And Oh, are you the big guy? And were you having your expenses paid for your five mansions? by Hunter Biden, as indicated in the emails. Kim Stossel was on with Tucker last night and addressed this issue that this is just a bunch of smears. Look, this is all real. Can I just say that the smear argument, a smear is when you make something up, okay? This is now beyond a shadow of the doubt. The, The Wall Street Journal, both its news side and its editorial page, have made clear this deal happened, okay? This, this, these emails are out there, uh, and, and Joe was involved with this. The question is, to what degree? Now, Tony Bobolinsky and the emails and texts suggest that there was indeed a meeting. We also have this piece of paper 
that laid out what was supposed to be the equity holdings in this coming company. Uh, it says 20% to Hunter, and then it says, you know, maybe Hunter is going to hold 10% in addition for the big guy. Tony Bobolinsky says that that is Joe Biden. Now, the Biden campaign has not denied any of this. It hasn't answered any questions right. on this. But it raises some big, big things. Joe Biden has said, first and foremost, that he doesn't discuss business with his son, that he never has. So I mean, this is a guy who's running on character and judgment. He should have to answer this question about whether or not he was honest, beside the question of whether or not he was actually debating going into business with a, a Chinese company with ties to the government and military. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He was. The media uh, is going to try to keep up this lie and this uh, this cover up for the next seven days. You know, I I know that we've had a record turnout in the early voting and the mail in ballots. I think I heard somewhere over fifty million people have already voted. But there's going to be a big turnout on election day as well because uh, most Republicans and especially Trump supporters see it as uh, their civic duty to go out there and vote. And they're not going to be dissuaded by any long lines or social distancing or the, the COVID scare. They're going to show up to vote. And I think a lot of independents are going to uh, break that way as well. And I'm not buying these polls. These pollsters are, uh, they're just paid political operatives at this point. But I continue to just be amazed uh, that the media is debasing itself so much in defense of this guy. Uh, maybe after the election, they will uh, turn their attention to this and try to redeem themselves. But you don't have to be a in-depth reporter. All you have to do is go to YouTube and see Tony Bobulinski's actual press conference. Involved in various successful businesses, both in this country and abroad. I'm making this statement to set the record straight about the involvement of the Biden family, Vice President Biden, his brother Jim Biden, and his son Hunter Biden in dealings with the Chinese. I've heard Joe Biden say that he's never discussed business with Hunter. That is false. I have firsthand knowledge about this because I directly dealt with the Biden family, including Joe Biden. Yeah. I have also heard that Vice President Biden said on Tuesday that Senator Ron Johnson, the chair of the Senate Homeland Security Committee, should be ashamed for suggesting that Biden family sought to profit from their name. Well, I'm sick well here are the facts I know. Guys. And everything I'm saying is corroborated by emails, WhatsApp chats, agreements, documents, and other evidence. Well, I'm sick and, and the American people can judge for themselves. I brought, I guess... For record, three phones that span yeah. the years 2015 through 2018. These phones have never been held by anybody else besides myself. Well, I'm sick and tired of smart guys. <laughs> I was told this past Sunday by somebody who was also... Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. Confucius said, maybe you'd be blessed to live in interesting times, and these most certainly are interesting times, and we'll take this up more again tomorrow. Right here on Right Now on the Mojo 5 Radio Network, and I hope you'll join us then. As you make plans this season, consider convenient COVID-19 testing from Quest. 
Get the same test hospitals use without a doctor visit. Simply order online, select from drive through or at-home options, and get the results sent securely to your phone or computer. It's a great fit for your busy life. With over 20 million COVID-19 tests processed, you can count on Quest. So order your test today at questcovid19.com. That's questcovid19.com. When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, hmm, what's the word? Delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details.